If someone in the movie show yelled, Fire! In the second row! This whole place is a powder cake! You'd notice them. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Oh man, this lyric from Mr. Cellophane uh, feels very real tonight. The fact of the matter is I have been quiet about the deplatforming of basically a lot of the conservative movement. Some have been, most have been unfair, I'll put it that way. But the big one, of President Trump, I have conservative friends and I believe in the freedom of speech. But I also believe you cannot yell fire in a movie theater. And you may not see it. You may not want to see it. That is basically what he did. When he did say, you guys are going to march on the Capitol, he encouraged that. He did say peacefully and, you know, whatever. And I do believe, let me be clear, I do believe there were a lot of peaceful people. There were some insurrectionists. There were a lot of them. And not all of them were Antifa. A lot of them were supporters. I believe that too. But where he went wrong and where the deplatforming is very, very, very needed, even in his go home, he didn't just say go home. He said, you know, this about the election and that of the election. I guess yesterday he said continue to fight on on inauguration day or something. I don't know exactly, but it was his lack of even going on television during the attempt to take over the Capitol, that I am most bothered by. And I am forcefully saying that here on Alex Garrison. You can unfollow me. You can unsubscribe. You can deplatform me from your pages. I really don't care. Because I'm very firm on this. The President of the United States is a person. He is the leader of the free world. But that does come with responsibility. We do have freedom of speech. But that comes with responsibility. I'm going to say it again. You cannot yell fire in the second row of a theater. There are limitations to our rights. Haven't you noticed? Aside from what big tech's doing, and I do believe our social media deplatforming is, I would pray to God, a reconstruction of the soul of this country that we much need right now, especially after Wednesday. But there's, there's deeper stuff than that. It's funny. A lot of people would consider this censorship by, by companies who, yes, have their own terms and violation of terms. And that's what they set for their own company as a social platform. But to tell the president, we're not going to take this much longer was actually a very strong move. I believe in the Constitution. I have it right here. I will read you what the First Amendment says because I happen to have it right in my hand. Article 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. But Wednesday was not a peaceful assembly, as we would find out. And I don't believe tech 
companies who can make their own laws, they have their own freedom of speech, should stand for something that is going to be inciting. I'll be very honest. I tried to, to post the Hunter Biden story and I was frozen when I, I couldn't because I did Individual stories you should allow on your platform, no matter if they're inaccurate or accurate or whatnot. But when someone continues to say, fight on, after what he saw Wednesday. For someone who continues to say, this election was a fraud, and I love you people, and get home. There is just so much subliminal underneath his, we're going to have a position of power. After Wednesday, I'm praying it truly is to believe that. But I'm also praying that we can get regulation on tweets. I, it's not every tweet. But when you continue to pound home that this election was stolen, this election was not to be conceded, this and the other, how do you deserve to have a platform? Wrong or right, you are definitely inspiring, and I would say inciting, what we saw Wednesday. I know there were bad actors in there, <laughs> but there were a lot of Trump supporters there too. And let's not forget that. So the deplatforming of President Trump is what I believe God telling us we all must think better of what we say on our social media. We, we are a country whose soul is literally hanging in the balance. 50-50 split with Kamala Harris now when she takes over as the, as the lead. That's the literal balance. And we must be careful with how we vote with one party. I, I pray that Republicans still step in there, that the Democrats come to their senses on a lot of things. But with the country in such a balance, in such a hanging in the balance... The leader of the free world is not keeping the balance right now. Why the heck are you still talking about this when we have a country that truly needs healing? Why are you sending still messages out there to fight on? That's not what we need right now in this beautiful America. And I never wanted to believe that the whole idea that Trump was going to become authoritarian. I, you know, I don't... I, I don't, I, I want to give him the doubt that he didn't think it would be like it was. But if he didn't think so, why didn't he show up on a television while it was going on to tell people to get home? Why did he wait hours after the fact? If he didn't want chaos and a coup, why did he not stop it? I'm speaking on my own here at Alex Garrett Podcasting. I'm saying that in order to adapt... You know, adapting is something I want to really focus on because we're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to adapt to an administration. We're going to have to adapt to these deplatformings. That is an adaptation. And how do we get around those deplatformings? How do we, uh, well, not get around, but how do we make sure that what we are saying is accurate, truthful, and not full of continued spite for the election? First and foremost, how do we make sure our social media isn't a tinderbox, but is a soapbox that we can use rightfully so? We're going to have to adapt to these deplatformings of a whole bunch of conservative names that some may not 
be deserving of being the platform. It may not, that may not be right. It isn't right. But you know what, what isn't right even more? Is that this leader of the free world, in the midst of chaos, and a chance to really say, go home in peace. He made that about the second minute of the video. The first minute was, oh, this election, this, it was stolen, it was rigged, it was that. We don't want to hear that anymore, especially after Wednesday. You know what we want to hear? Go home. There is a loss. I took a loss. This, this movement took a loss. And by the way, his chances of ever being reelected again are gone, by the way. And it's, it's a shame. Because for three and a half years, I thought he did some, some. But the virus, he fumbled. This election, he's totally, totally become erratic. But you know what the most disturbing thing is? He's continually talked as if he's not given up. And what does that do to a movement that has fringe supporters who aren't giving up either to the point of storming the Capitol? Not all supporters, I say that again, not all supporters, but fringe supporters heard the call. We're going to march to the Capitol. You guys are going to march peacefully and, and whatnot. But when you say march to the Capitol to protest, to get the Republicans to wake up, how is that presidential, President Trump? It's sad. He went from being this amazing, famous New Yorker who was having the lifestyle of the rich and famous. And he did The Apprentice. And he was beloved on there, believe it or not. People loved when he said, you're fired. I even played him in a play saying, you're fired. In seventh grade. That's how much he was beloved. We portrayed him. Well, I did actually. As if we were on The Apprentice. He made a mark. And he could have just stayed that way. And he could have been different in the White House. And for a while there he did show some some signs of presidential. But then this is really what it came down to. What would happen if President Donald J. Trump lost? It was a question that I think many wondered, many feared. He would not concede. And while some were like, oh, don't worry, and I even was in that camp, sadly. I was Mr. Cellophane on a lot of this stuff because I didn't think it would actually be true. I didn't think that him kind of hedging about the peaceful transition to power in some of the interviews was actually going to be him actually hedging <laughs> and not, not doing it until the very last minute. Why didn't he do it? Because his ego got to him. I don't know what he's going to do after he he leaves or the next 10, 11 days, especially. And by the way, Twitter's so stupid, okay? To deep platform everybody that may support is dumb because then you're going to infuriate them too. You're going to say, hey, you know what? You just stormed the White House. You, you just, you being a generic Trump supporter, because unfortunately a lot of Saw this as generic Trump supporters. I did not. I saw them as fringe. But you're going to tell people who are already angry about an election. You're going to tell people, normal people, who just want to voice their concerns. Uh, your voice doesn't matter. Your voice leads to them. 
I don't think every conservative voice led to what happened on Wednesday. I think to deplatform the president was enough. I think banning Parler, as I probably won't jump on there, but banning it and, and just showing conservatives in general, we don't care about your opinion, that doesn't fire them up. The social media platforms, don't think that's going to fire them up? It will. That's the problem. Because now you're saying, we don't want you to have your business open. We don't want your election to... We don't want you to... We don't want to hear that you think the election should be reevaluated. You're telling all those people who are normal supporters, you your voice doesn't matter, then that's going to tick them off. And unfortunately, maybe put them at the fringe too. I don't think everybody is the answer. I think President Trump deplatforming him would have been enough to be very honest with you. That would have showed a statement. But now they've riled up everybody by, by canceling everybody under the sun, it seems like. Is that right? No, it's not. It's not. And I see Kathy Griffin uh, was able to put the beheading again. She's not deplatformed, is she? That's where the double standard really ticks me off. But by doing one act of deplatforming President Trump, you are saying, I think, we won't tolerate this kind of talk that does incite. And that should be considered a win, not considered a violation of, of rights. Let me tell you deplatforming that kind of conversation where you can't just say go home but you have to add more fuel to the fire that's what he kind of did I hate to say it but that's what he did it may seem out of character but I'm tired of defending everything and I'm just going to say I am very glad that that this move happened because you cannot You just cannot um, fire fire out tweets left and right. You just can't. And so my end note here would be I want average on-the-ground conservatives to get their Twitter accounts back. But I hope that we all learn this lesson of the deplatforming of President Donald J. Trump. Have a great night.